0: Hey, team. Hey, gang. You've heard of hot girl summer, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's feral right now, getting out. The hormones. Yeah. Racing. And the, and the lack of doing anything for the past year, year and a half. Right.
1: It's it's like everybody's 13 all over again.
0: Pretty much. Well, I'm proposing hot snake summer.
1: Hot snake? Hot
0: snake summer.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Usually when I hear of the hot snakes, it's something <laughs> different than what you're thinking of, I think.
0: Like what? Well, I'm just referring to myself being hot this summer.
1: Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm referring to dogs having the shits. Oh. The old hot snakes. <laughs> wow. I didn't
0: realize The more that. you know, yeah. 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 The more you know. Hot well, snake summer. Well part of my hot snake summer, and I'm I'm not using it as as referring to what you just said, Jim. <laughs> right. But um part of Hot Snake Summer is going Dog to Dog
1: dysentery. No, is what
0: I said. no, 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 no. Oh. No, going to the ball game, eating oh. some hot dogs, yeah. drinking some labats. Saying a to our boys to fun. Okay. Seeing the blue jays, seeing some professional professional baseball our buffalo. very
2: own buffalo blue jays
0: and, uh, and and the gang went went to the game this week didn't we we did we went to the old ball game
1: yeah it was pretty great we had some cracker jacks
0: yeah peanuts yeah and i think the buffalo fans are more deserving well maybe than the buff than the toronto fans much more what Do I, you think those people don't deserve anything?
2: Yeah, I mean, we we deserve we deserve all their shine, all their glory. Give us Dundas and Young Street and all their economy. So, so let me
0: ask you: even the guys that go AAAA a all the time, especially them,
1: right? All right, look, uh, look, you know what? I'll make a trade with them. They can have the Blue Jays back if we get universal health care. Hmm.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. All right. All right. That's
1: that's that's, that's, that's on the table. That's it. We, that's on the table. Okay. You know what? Okay. You know what? Here's the thing. I'll even throw in Jack Eichel. We get universal healthcare, They get Jack Eichel and the Blue Jays back.
0: <laughs> it's a deal.
2: And we are back at the Square Podcast, Buffalo's premier podcast for uh, hot snakes, yeah, cool treats, right, right. Everybody's favorite, like Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. and it's the summertime, and we're only heating up because we have an incredible guest with us today, friend of the pod, Jen Page. Hello, Jen, hello. How's it going?
3: It's, it's warm. It's warm out.
2: It's warm out. Bit. It's warm in the snake pit where we're all vaccinated so we can all uh, do this IRL podcast get together and mm-hmm. talk about the news.
3: Pfizer bitch over here.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm also a Pfizer bitch. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Are you Pfizer? Rear? Oh, yeah. I'm Pfizer. Yeah. Oh, it's uh. <sighs> Oh, we, it's a Pfizer a Grand Slam. Oh, here we go. Nice, nice dude. I thought
3: you were going
0: to say
1: J&J.
2: Pfizer. No. no, no, no. Listen, I'm lazy, but I was like, give me the two shots, because you know what? Yeah. It's got to be more effective. <laughs> right. I've, I've studied
0: the science, yeah. meaning I've looked at some YouTube videos. <laughs> well, except for the, the booster they, they say you're going to have to have if you've gotten the Pfizer. Well, that's how I know I'll be extra sure, safe. Right, See, I right.
3: had COVID in January, so oh. I feel like I'm even like more.
1: Yeah, you're so like the, triple the Pfizer was your booster.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I'm
1: done. we are all set.
2: <laughs> so we're, we're doing it. We're, we're able to live life again. We're able to hang out. And uh, honestly, this is my dream. You know, like hanging out with friends, recording the podcast with people. Nice, hot, warm summer's day. And, uh, you know, talking about everybody's favorite news stories. Everybody loves, you know who loves the news? I, I understand why old people love the news. It really gives you something to get worked up about. Mm-hmm. You're just I, like, oh, man, I feel worked up about, like, the S- news. Snake loves getting worked up. You do. You do love You get, get all get, hot get, and bothered.
0: I, I'll, I'll go so far as to say as getting worked up is
2: rad. It's, yeah, there's our, there's our tagline. It's rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of rad, <laughs> who is not the raddest person in Buffalo right now, but friend of the pod, former guest, and... I would say surging mayoral candidate for the Democratic Party, India Walton.
1: India is rad as hell. India is, she's, she's on a rad streak right now. Extremely rad. So India
2: has had just a baller week here, nailing the Buffalo Teachers Federation endorsement. Jim, tell us how big that is.
1: That's enormous. I mean, to see a a large union like the BTF give the endorsement to the non incumbent in the mayor's race <laughs> is is crazy. It's I mean it's it's crazy. Like Mark Schroeder couldn't get the BTF endorsement. Bernie Tolbert couldn't get the BTF endorsement. Mickey Kearns couldn't get the BTF endorsement. They were known entities at the time that they ran. India Walton gets a BTF endorsement. That's huge. That's enormous. That's thirty eight hundred members. 3,800 members of the uh, union that's, that legitimizes a campaign that was already legitimate, right? That that takes a campaign that had already done everything it could to make sure that people realize that this is real, this is a legitimate campaign, it's not a wasted vote, and goes, oh, did, did you think we were kidding? Did you think we were fucking around? Well, find out. We are very much in the find out phase of the campaign
2: and i gotta say this could not have come at a better time you know if this had happened even two weeks ago i think the mayor would have a little bit of time for damage control or some kind of spin we're what two weeks out now from the primary less than that for early voting early voting starts on the 12th jeez saturday this saturday now jen you were a campaign volunteer for india right yes was there any because I, I, I was fascinated by the amount of people, her campaign, amount of motivated people who are not political insiders. I hate to use that phrase because it implies something nefarious, but really it's people with political jobs who are usually out doing these things. And in fact, that I would argue is probably the heaviest amount of Byron Brown's base of support is people who work in City Hall. But you and the fellow campaign volunteer staff are just people... Who are down for the cause?
3: hundred percent. I marched alongside her all last year. And when she announced that she was running for mayor, I was just like, sign me up. What can I do to help you? I walked in the freezing cold like slushy snow, knocking on doors, getting her on the petition to like petitioning for her to get on to the ballot. And I, I would be helping more if I wasn't moving right now. But, uh, I'm down with India, a hundred percent.
2: Just to, just to get an insight on sort of the campaign, I mean, what would you in your wildest dreams, like while you're knocking on those doors in the pouring rain, do you think we'd be here where we're talking about like the Buffalo's teacher Federation is giving Indian endorsement now, and we're getting like these full page mailers. We'll talk about these, this in a second, but did you think it was going to be like, we're going to get to this point where this is really a race now?
3: Yes. I I've believed in India from the very beginning. I, I knew she had she had it. She has the gumption to do it. And she is the change that the city so desperately needs to see. She has been born and born and raised here. She's lived on the east side her whole life. She started the Fruit Belt Land Trust. Like she wants to see the city succeed in a way that hasn't been possible with Byron. And when I say Byron, it's B Y-E run <laughs> by Ron. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's out here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no, it's, it's man. What a journey it's been. Um I, I know when we talked to India on the show here, uh, I was very excited. I think we were all speak for you guys. I think we were all very excited for her and her, for her campaign and certainly saw the makings of what could be a very successful campaign, but that it, it's gotten to this point is, I mean, uh, incredible it's it's an amazing accomplishment
1: you know now at this point it's probably thanks solely to us we gave her the bump that really yes was the square podcast square podcast yes square podcast bump. any
2: up. any future political candidates listening to this you know what you have to do you have to come on our show
1: right you want to you want to win the mayor's race come on the
2: show
0: you're
1: welcome Open right. invitation. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll have you on, unless you're Stefan Mahilu, at which point we'll talk about you anyways. <laughs>
2: we'll talk about you. I don't care how hot you are. We, we will talk about you, yeah. Stefan.
1: A little bit of bu-
2: fun Buffalo Twitter. We're, we're going to get a little bit more into the fun Buffalo Twitter slash social media stuff, but a fun Buffalo Twitter social media story that has come out of this is there are a couple local twitter users jen are you familiar with this the shivettas oh i sure am yes so i want to give them their proper credit i think it's uh lazy jane uh, lazy jane yeah jane she's cool i don't really know her in person i don't think if i do i'm sorry um and then at seltzer mom who is also very funny to follow on twitter but they started a um hey if if india if, if we raise fundraise X amount of dollars for India. I think it was like twelve hundred.
3: Seven fifty to start with.
2: Oh. Okay. And so if they they raise seven fifty, they would both get uh, what was it? A Chevetta's?
1: Chevetta's, uh, an anthropomorph- anthropomorphic Chevetta's tattoo of a large Chevetta's, like a gallon Chevette's bottle with the legs where uh, two of the smaller Chevetta's yeah. bottles with red hot pants. on, with, it. yeah, with like with like the thigh shorts on. And
3: it. as they gained more money, it like it upped the ante and now it's wearing Zuba short shorts.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Oh yeah.
3: I, I actually was talking with India's campaign manager today and'm I'm, I'm thinking about doing my own. But like you know the Paula's Donut box with like the, the little sexy donut and like the other donut friends are oh, yeah. you familiar? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about doing like a sexy chicken finger sub or like <laughs> a sexy chicken wing and like raising uh-huh. some dough. I, I would get that tattooed on. Me somewhere. I, I don't
1: think we've seen a sexy chicken wing in this city yet.
3: I right. think it needs to happen. Yeah, a,
1: a sexy chicken wing with with like like a demure like uh, blue cheese just batting its eyelashes at it. <laughs> we'll have we'll have to put that on a t shirt.
3: Like we'll, we'll up there. Auntie, as the money comes along, right? Right, yeah. As, yeah.
1: as it goes along, like more and more friends jump yeah. in, like mm-hmm. Like the Beef
3: on Weck, like, right?
1: The Beef on Weck <laughs> show, dapper hat, right? The Beef on Weck with the monocle, yeah,
3: with a monocle and a little curly mustache, <laughs> like handlebar,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible.
2: Brie,
3: are you gonna get the, the
2: Beef the, on Weck with the, the sexy Beef on Weck, sexy
3: Beef on
2: Weck, yes? Or it's like monocle popping off looking at the sexy chicken wing, <laughs> <laughs> right? <yeah. laughs> My word. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to those ladies for uh, really, really taking a, a fun viral sensation here and, and turning it into some serious dough for uh, for India's campaign.
1: And, and as we love tattoo related political things on this show for having more success than the I heart New York 27 tattoo that we were talking about for so long on the show. Oh, be still my beating heart. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm gonna get all these tattoos and so my body's just gonna be like this mishmash quilt of tattoos that we talked about on the show. It's gonna be like um, the the Mr. Peanut beef on whack with the Chevetta's bottles and the iHeart New York twenty seven. It'd be like
0: the Buffalo theme memento.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: To be like a chronological, like life events. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, right, <laughs> right. It, it, it'll be like a prison break where I, I tattoo like the, the the blueprints for the prison on my body. Right, right. Yeah, this like this, this is a how to get out of Buffalo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a secret. Nobody wants to get out of Buffalo.
2: That's right. Yeah, that's the end of the movie. You end up uh, you end up stuck here because because you love it too much. Mm-hmm. But one reason not to love Buffalo, unfortunately, is that. As excited as we are for India, well, politics are still freaking politics, guys. You know, we, we talked um, a couple weeks ago about the cynical nature of Byron Brown's current iteration of his campaign. Uh, still not debating India, Walton. Jen,
0: what the hell? What's going on?
3: I think that Byron Brown is a little bit chicken.
0: I'll add some chicken noises, some bok <laughs> boxing. Bo- yeah. Mm-hmm
3: i i'm really i thought maybe you'd
0: add the chicken (laughs) dancing
3: that
0: might be better
3: did you know you know that like viral tiktok that's like chicken wing chicken wing chicken macaroni. i played that with um (laughs) i a tweet that i was or a tick uh, instagram that i was mocking him with yeah but uh i'm really annoyed that he won't debate her that's not what democracy looks like right so I uh, woke up yesterday morning, super annoyed about it, and made a petition on Change.org, like demanding that a uh, debate occur. And we are close to 800 signatures, like um, over 24 hours later.
0: Nice. That's,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome.
3: Will yeah. it do anything? Who knows. But the city wants a debate. We deserve a debate. I mean,
1: yep. well, here's the thing for me, like as like a a as a like scumbag political insider type of guy. Is it like, had he just debated her, and I'm not the first person to bring this up. In fact, I saw a friend of the pod, Harper Bishop, bring this up on Twitter. Had had Byron just debated India, no one would have covered the debate, and it would have disappeared. Instead, he has ceded media control to her campaign by refusing to debate and now running around and saying, well, I uh, I, I, was <laughs> exposed to COVID and there was a, a, a sick cat in the tree. And, and a I, birthday
3: party to And, and a, birthday
1: yeah, party. a birthday party. Mm-hmm. You can't miss that. Some ribbon
3: cuttings. Yeah. Right, right.
1: Like, yeah. uh, you know, He debated everybody else. He's debated everyone so far. And that he just... and Because uh, I saw him debate Bernie Tolbert and Sergio Rodriguez in an auditorium that was like 950 degrees. It was. But was there a birthday going on at the same time then? Uh, Well, you know what? I didn't ask everybody. Okay. I only polled like 80% of the people. Oh, okay.
3: Byron, if you're listening, I will bring you a cake. That's what it will take.
1: <laughs> There's cake involved. Can it be any cake he wants?
3: Any cake you want.
0: Okay.
1: Carrot. He's I a got big... you, boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron, and I'll actually put a file in that cake so you can break out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, not to belabor the point, but. Even if if debates are mostly theater, I think Harper. That's a great point. That it would have came and gone. Nobody would have said anything because it's just typical mayor's race pablum, and it would have gotten some amount of coverage, but then it would have just went away.
1: Right. I mean, there was a sheriff's debate a couple of weeks ago. Who gave a shit? None of the Republican candidates showed up. Just the Democratic candidates for mayor for sheriff showed up, and it got no coverage, and nobody gave a shit. Was there? If there had been a mayor's debate. Nobody would have given a shit. Well, people only care when you run. Well, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, boys. Uh, You know, we're we're pretty modest,
2: Jen, at the Square Podcast, all right? Even though we are, I'd say, Buffalo's premier political minds who have insight, uh, I mean, just Wisdom beyond wisdom on these matters. But I, again, I, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, except to say that we fucking called it. That Byron Brown's lack of fundraising is biting him in the ass. And we were on it. We were on it. Give me a round of applause, Ryan. No, don't give me the sad trombone. Yes. Yes. We were on it. We were, we're a bunch of nerds, Jen. And we were going through the financials. And we are like, wow. Wyron Brown, who usually raises at least half a million dollars, is at like a fifth of that. Mm. Now, now
0: can I do the slide whistle?
2: You can do it there for him go. now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were on we were about that. And to be fair, we said it might not matter because India at the time was like, you know, not not a really well-known candidate. Well, now she is freaking surging. Like we said, she's putting out mailers. I'm holding in my hand uh the mailer that we got today from The Indian Walton campaign, and my God, this is a highly professional Jim talk on it because I I know you noticed a few things,
1: right? No, I mean it's a it 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 is it's a polished maller. You know it it comes it's it's got the right colors. It's got two fonts on it, right? Which is what you want if you're a graphic designer. You don't want more than two. It has few words, but the words hit. Um, it's got a consistent color scheme. It's got a consistent message. Um, it's got the union bug on it, which is if you're a Democrat, you're going to, like union Democrats are going to look for the union bug. Other Democrats might not look for the union bug, but if you're a union Democrat, you're gonna look for the union bug. If it's not on there, you're going to notice the people who notice a union bug. It makes a huge difference to them. The people who don't even know what a union bug is doesn't matter, but you want to make that impression on those people who do care about it. It's, It really isn't, and I'm showing it, and you guys can't see it because you're just listening because this is how podcasts work, (laughs) but it isn't that wordy. It's broken down into small, easily read paragraphs with one sentence bolded at the beginning. It's not the goddamn New York Times. That is what most candidates, most candidates, especially candidates from the progressive left, because they are so strongly identified with what their goals are, what they want to do, what the, the things that they're going to do, the, how they're going to smash the wheel is that they over explain things.
2: This reminds me of, like, leftist memes be like, and it's just a paragraph. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Like, it's just like a fucking tablet. I it, 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 it is, I mean, because they're like, they, they're like, well, we're so smart, which they are, but we're going, to, we're going to explain everything to you. And guess what? Like, as Jen said earlier when we showed this malware off, nobody reads the full thing of this, which is not, I don't think is quite true. There's a fair amount of people who read the full thing, but they they go, oh, okay, okay. And then they throw in the recycling bin. They give you 10 seconds, right? Which is why I like the one thing, the one criticism I have of this is I wish that one side was portrait and the other side was landscape, which would force you to turn it. It would force you to do something with your hands with it to make sure you reorient it. And it would give you a couple extra seconds of uh, time where it's in the person's hands.
2: Unless you, the listener, dare question Jim's bona fides about this matter, Jim has a
1: mailer collection going back, what, at least 20 years, Jim? Over 20 years at this point.
3: In a scrapbook or?
1: It's in a filing cabinet. Nice. And, and, and I have them organized based off of, like, good mailers, great mailers, bad mailers, joke mailers I show to other people.
3: I mean, if you're running for office, you might want to head over there and yeah. look at these mailers.
2: Jim, who's the worst? Do you, do you have one that you could say uh, is I the would, worst?
1: I would say the, the worst mailer I ever saw, as far as like, just like pure joke level of it, was from the New York State Republican campaign, Assembly Campaign Committee. RAC, right? The Republican Assembly Campaign Committee. And they sent one out that had this really bad Photoshop picture. Of somebody in stereotypical, like, Arab garb standing in front of a house on fire. And it said, Democrats care ma- more about terrorists than they care about Americans.
0: Whoa. Oh, boy. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> that
0: sounds and, about white.
1: Right. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't actually have that, that mailer anymore. I gave it as a gift to friend of the pod, Dr. Russell Weaver. Ah, oh, yes. So Dr. Weaver has that Maller now Rusty. in his yes. collection. Rusty's got that in his collection. Because I was like, I, I got that mailer, and I was like, you have to see this shit. <laughs> like, you, you, I cannot believe it. Like, I am used to Rack sending out mailers of, like, Photoshop money on fire talking about tax and spend Democrats. But that Democrats care more about terrorists than they care about Americans was, like, just just ridiculous so off the top so we need to do one of two things as a podcast we either need to find a
0: cheap spot in a strip mall to open up the political mallor museum or like work with the albright knox to make some kind of you know exhibit about all the mallors you have i don't know if anyone else is like you jim around here
1: Uh, there's there's a couple of deranged people like me (laughs) there's a couple there's a couple people who have the same brain disease that i have (laughs) uh but there's not many of us well, I will say back to India real quick. Yep. Um
2: I will say that like the timing of this, the quality of that mailer, I know we live in the internet age and you know we talked about a lo- this a little bit before Jen like who the hell looks at these things. But I think people do. And much like with the debates, it's not even a matter of will I pay attention to the debate or will I read this mailer more so that it gives you the impression of legitimacy that you see a candidate sends out a mailer of this quality, it gives you the impression that, hey, this person is a viable political candidate. Same with the debates that, you know, you have a debate and it's like, all right, well, this person is participating in our democracy running for, for an office. India and in her campaign has done, have done such a stellar job of showing that, hey, we belong
1: here. We're not the meme candidate, which I would argue Sergio Rodriguez was. Oh, Sergio was definitely the meme candidate. It was, I mean, and not even a really good meme because I don't remember. Do you remember Sergio running for? Oh,
3: not at all. Oh, oh wow. How so long man. ago was
1: this? This this was, this was twenty eight years ago. Yeah, thirteen, right? Yeah, twenty thirteen, and before he started running, well, like before his campaign started in earnest, but he was already running. He ran as a Republican for. The mayor of buffalo so so he didn't really have a chance anyways but his signs just said who is sergio just like who is john galt (laughs) 2013
2: was a weird time
3: i was getting married in 2013 anything anything was possible you could do anything you wanted in
1: 2013 (laughs) and if you were sergio rodriguez you could run for mayor i vaguely
3: remember this now
1: and then you could write a book about baby Santa Claus. Right. Right. I mean, honestly, like a friend of the pod,
2: Roy has had, had a better chance of being mayor with his, uh, <laughs> Roy for mayor Facebook page, right. which is pretty popular. But yeah, so that's that for, uh, you know, for the campaign for now, we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you updated. But as Jim mentioned, um, or, or Jen or somebody, somebody in my vicinity mentioned that early voting is starting this weekend. Mm-hmm. Jen, that was you get your friggin' do it. Listener. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. We're good at bullying you. You, Just say yes. You've bought Brian Kastner's book. Uh, You listen to Return of Snake Land. Uh, You you do the things that we tell you because we are thought leaders and we are tastemakers. You're going to vote early. Get it out of the way. Don't even think about it. Just do it. Vote for India. If you don't live in Buffalo, vote for India twice. (laughs) That's right.
3: Because that's
0: what we do, right? Because that's what we do. Right. So... Here, here, here's something that we're not recommending you do.
3: Vote twice.
0: Well no no no, no, definitely definitely no. vote oh. twice. No, no definitely we're, recommend we're recommending that. No, no, no vote no, early and vote off. No go to uh the Tappo uh, Tapo pool club thing. Tapo trap house Tapo trap house.
2: I'm the first to make that joke. <laughs> uh-huh. Jen, what's up with the with, with the pool club? We we're supposed to go to the pool. How did they fuck that oh, up? man.
3: So thankfully I'm moving into a house that has a pool, so wow, wow. I, I don't need the racist pool club But uh,
1: But you're still going to put up The, the exact same dress requirements <laughs> For your pool
3: My pool has zero dress requirements oh. You just can't be a racist Sexist Homophobic Transphobic All the phobics Like you're not You can't
2: Well behave. that's funny Because that's all the things You need to be To get into the tap <laughs> Right, pool. right yeah, it's, yeah. Pool. it's
0: like right.
3: the opposite Right yeah. It's Antifa pool club That's what I'm calling it right now It's like a loose name Yeah mm-hmm. Loose Loose name Yeah
2: Yes. So for listeners who are not in Buffalo or don't follow Buffalo social media, I know a lot of the expats, you know, they they move away to their New Jerseys and their New York cities and and yet they they can't they can't quit this Buffalo social media. They got to be in the know. I I'm, I'm seeing all these people who don't live here anymore but still have like heavy opinions about like, oh, well, Rocco Termini, blah blah blah. It's like, you don't live here, homie. What are you doing? So, for our Beloved expats, even though we make fun of you, we do love you. You know, come back home someday,
0: and especially listen to the podcast. Well, uh,
2: yeah. people listen to the podcast. They go on the Patreon. Pass. Yeah, pay. You could yeah. tithe us.
0: Tithe us. We, you pay us money. We won't make fun of All you. All that get you feel for moving away. You are absolved if you give to our Patreon. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll. We'll yes, you give us money and we. we basically
1: you. the we're basically the three Pope Innocents of <laughs> of Buffalo. <sighs>
2: well yes give us money but <laughs> tapo put tapo pool club so it's the same if 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 you remember uh tapo the bar they opened a pool club in the black rock some say chandler don't even
3: say it. Uh, well
2: jen we are uh, we are very much on the anti-chandler it's not
3: chandlerville
2: Ville, anti-chandlerville train it's it's still black rock to us damn it Not but
3: gentrify black
2: rock <laughs> Rocco Termini is doing his best to try to gentrify black rock by there opening is. the tapo was a day club pool, pool club, pool club. Um, which hey as uh, as my fr- friend of the pod uh, at buffalo my buddy dale pointed out on twitter it was actually built on some kind
1: of uh, a former uranium plant yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, so like, oh, right. uh, It's uh, the water's perfect for. uh, I guess so.
3: It glows at night.
1: Wow, (laughs) so cool.
3: Yeah, like this toxic kind of yellow color.
0: Be a perfect Instagram picture.
3: Yes, yes. It's like glow sticking. Swimming in a glow stick. You
0: come out like Britney Spears (laughs) is playing. It's the new pink stairs.
3: It is yeah. the new thing Well, hopefully not, because it'll be a spirit Halloween store by August. I did, I did Photoshop that. I'm not good at Photoshop, but I did do that.
2: Nice. Yes, so Tapo, whatever, they opened up in, in Black Rock, and they opened up a pool club, which you might be thinking, but wait, why on earth would Buffalo, New York need a dedicated pool club? Which... All right, fair thought. Um, even if they're only open for the summer months, I don't know if they had
1: a, a
2: winter plan at all.
1: I mean, I, I get it. Like, Toronto has a couple of pool clubs, right? And Buffalo's always wanting to be like Toronto Junior. Like, we're just as good as you are, Dad. Like, um, So, like, I get it. But at the same time, like, so we're, we've got the same general climate as Toronto. News, the uh, spoiler alert for everybody. But we happen to have, like, one-sixteenth the population. Oh, so like I don't uh, it's a small pool. It's it, it is a small pool. It's actually it's just one of those turtles.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a hard cow pool. <laughs> you dip your toes in.
1: Well, apparently the pool is getting smaller
2: because the owner of Tapo uh pool club then put out a sign with a uh with a dress code. Um a dress code that in fact like didn't really make any sense unless like really the only way it makes sense in any way, shape or form is it just said, if you're black, you're not welcome here, which is pretty much what it said. All of the articles of clothing on this list were like contradictory. Like you couldn't you had to wear a belt,
3: a belt to a pool club,
2: you gonna wear a belt in the pool. What the hell?
3: The thing that really annoyed me about this is like no ripped jeans, no camouflage, no uh, flat brim hats. But if you check their Instagram, the now deleted photos are of a lot of white people breaking these codes, these rules. It's okay for them, but not for others. Uh, I thought that was very hypocritical and very telling of what that dress code truly meant. And everything was at security's discretion. Uh, headdresses for women or ladies, I think they put it because they're very sexist, at security's discretion. So a bouncer is going to determine whether or not someone's headdress is appropriate. That's disgusting and Islamophobic and I I can't I can't have that. That's that's not cool.
1: You're just lucky that instead of saying ladies, they like they didn't say broads. Dames bitches. Dames. Dames. Bitches. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then this became a cause
2: celebre. Um, because it sucks. It's really stupid. You know, mostly because I think we were all excited to go in the pool. Damn it. I wanted to go to
3: the, why did it have to be problematic? My friend Danielle was looking so forward to going in that pool and now she's like, I can't go in that pool can't do it.
2: Oh, 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 so it became a social media sensation, you know, it, it, and, and rightfully so. I think, listen, I, I think that social media at, at when it's good, it gets people riled up about like, I don't want to say small, but I guess this is small in the grand scheme of things, but like small, but important causes like this. where it's just like, okay. Hey, this is in our community. This is where we live and this sucks. And yeah, what, uh, what
0: outlet would you, would you have had before social media? Right. To complain about something like this, you would have just had to deal with it. You'd have been right. turned
1: away from the pool. For all that too, right? That's you would have had to uh, drink an RC cola, take that empty bottle, turn it into a Molotov cocktail.
0: <laughs> but it, but I guess Rocco was also on social media, and he did some real whining about this. Oh boy, yeah. is this is, is this guy? Is this? Uh, I'm gonna is this fucker. Is I'm like, gonna I'm gonna close the place and turn it into a private club. Do it. Yeah, right. Do seriously. It.
1: Go ahead. You know, to, you spirit know, I, store by I, August. I, I I was just trying to do something for the tech workers. Oh, oh, yeah, all the tech workers. So
3: you have a day club in BlackRock and it's twenty five dollars a day to get in. That is not very inclusive to the neighbors of your community, and the dress code—that is what your community wears.
2: So Rocco did. He did come out with a statement on this. Um, This was on their Instagram story statement from Rocco Termini owner of tapo day club on Saturday, May 22nd, a physical altercation occurred at the grand opening of tapo day club, which resulted in a number of employees and patrons being very frightened and distressed. The Buffalo police were called to the scene in order to bring the situation under control. Due to management's heightened concerns for the safety of our employees and future customers, as well as wanting to make it very clear that Tapo Day Club is in fact a day club establishment and not a nightclub, a dress code policy was posted on our building. What? Hold on. This is a day a day club. Like, what the fuck does that mean? We want to make it clear this is a day club and not a nightclub. This is like that is
1: like the most distinction without a difference thing I've ever heard in my life. Day club enemy of nightclub. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, they're opening like video of like their party was at night. Yeah, with fireworks and all of that jazz. That yeah. are you a day club or a nightclub? What yeah. are you? What's up? You're turning this pool into a pool of lies.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, and in hindsight, the content of the policy clearly sent the wrong message was offensive and it should not have been done hastily in an attempt to prevent the type of violent incident that occurred on our opening night from happening in the future. And then there's like, blah, blah, blah. Apologies. You know, we want to make everybody feel safe and welcome. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So this was his initial initial, excuse me, apology. But of course, when you're a rip dip a rich dipshit like this guy, you can never actually apologize. Right, yeah, you, can't, you can't give people that. You can't give that.
3: That wasn't that an, apo- an apology either. No, no. Oh,
2: That wasn't an apology, but this is definitely not apology. So I think this is a Buffalo News interview um, that they, they talked to Rocco about this. And this is a quote here. Quote, I don't need this, Termini said. I did this to make the street a place for tech companies to come and do their thing. I'm at the point where I may just close it for the whole season and forget about it and open next year as a private club. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: So this, I posted this uh, this week, like when it took off and this was one of my most popular posts on my Instagram page. And uh, I was shocked at how many people were defending this. Like these are, there's dress codes all over the place. Chippewa has all these dress codes. Okay.
1: There could be racist everywhere. Yeah.
3: I, I don't think that's right, even on Chippewa. Like, I didn't go to Chippewa when I used to go out. I was a more of a continental, you know, Mohawk place person. Dress codes are racist. And I also left high school almost 20 years ago. And it was bullshit then, it's bullshit. and it's bullshit now.
0: It's racist and classist. It's, it's terrible. Classist, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, fuck it's him. F- f- f-
2: fuck him. Fuck that dude. And. You, God, it's so whiny. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll just close. it. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. Yeah, hmm. yeah. The the uh, things I do for you, people.
3: Did he receive tax breaks to get that pool club? Because somebody messaged me about that on my Instagram that there are tax break incentives for him to have that pool club there.
2: I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't know, but probably.
3: Yes. I'm really sick and tired of rich white men running this city. And deciding what they get to tear down and what they get to build up. And I just, how many much, how many more mixed use buildings do we need in the city?
2: And he could have avoided all this just by not being a douche. We would have just all went to the pool club.
3: Right. Right.
1: Right. Uh, We all would have gone to that pool club. Had he just been like, the dress code is, um, come to my pool club. (laughs)
3: Don't, right. don't start fights. Come to my pool club. Right.
1: Yeah. Pretty
0: much.
2: Right. Even Lloyd's oh. Taco, like, wrote it out after uh, they got canceled, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And uh, they just wrote it out. They just didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But Rocco doubled down Termini.
1: Ugh. Ugh. That's, I, I mean, he doesn't need this, Ree. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it from you. He's
3: just going to have a private club next year.
1: Yeah.
2: Private uh, club. Okay. Here's here's the next year's private right, club. Right.
1: Because, like... Uh, Uh, When I think of people joining private clubs, I think of them joining them in in Black Rock. When I I think of like Park Country Club or Transit Valley Country Club or Fox Valley Country Club. The Buffalo Club. Or Buffalo Club or Tantera. I go, oh, well, they're all basically in Black Rock.
3: Let's just make it a community pool for Black Rock.
1: Sounds good to me.
2: Works for me. Well... Jim, in uh, in happier news, for for some folks, I don't know. It's a pretty divisive topic. Um, maybe not as divisive as the pool, although I think everybody's pretty united in saying that sucks. But the lightning rod of this community, I would argue, Jim, it's the goddamn Skyway.
1: Skyway is uh, people have strong opinions about it. Friend of the pod, Pat Burke was on the podcast not that long ago, fairly while long while ago. Mm-hmm. We need to have him on again. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, to defend the Skyway and why the Skyway should stay, right? Oh, yes. And he won. And he won. Yeah, he, he, won. he convinced us, and we're a bunch of pig-headed monsters.
3: <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, uh,
0: evidently, he, he convinced pig-headed monster Brian Higgins as well,
1: right? Yeah, and, and yeah. pig-headed monster Tim Kennedy. Yeah, right, sure. They, they They're all convinced now that the Skyway should stay.
3: What about that, like... Art installation, like graphic that they made, where it was going to be like some sort of utopia, right? Oh, the suicide bridge. What happened? We we were still hoping. We
2: were still hoping for the bridge to nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We were rooting for that. Yeah, we had all
1: sorts of big ideas for that. I I hope they can do both. I hope they can keep it open as a roadway, but put a walkway in so people can still kill themselves. Yeah. Well, not you know we can't we can't quite say kill
2: themselves, but we can we can say you know they want to step out on the ledge and just experience Buffalo in a new way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Days they, they've got a uh, they went the uh, an up close look at the waterfront
0: snake. I never realized you have a fucking a portrait of the Skyway. The skyway. Yeah, I've got yeah. The Snake Pit isn't isn't all bad. So uh, yeah, we got, we've got a little Skyway behind us. A uh, little little panorama view. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's staying, baby. It's not going
2: anywhere. Yeah. And uh, here's hoping Pat's right. You know, when when Pat came on the show, he said, "Look, we have so many other things that we can throw money at, other than taking this." admitted monstrosity down and then trying to replace it with something which you have no idea if it's good or not i don't know if i buy his it's a a marvel of engineering i'm I'm not an engineer i I, pat said that when he was on the show but he was like hey this thing is a marvel of modern whatever it
3: It
0: is yeah i don't
2: know it kind of sucks to me
3: i mean it looks really pretty when you're like Driving over, yeah, it's
2: kind of a good view. But
3: when you're at the not the square, you're like, <laughs> a truck's gonna fall on my head.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It mostly sucks, but well, I guess the New York Department of Transport or some some kind of survey rated 33 and the 198 as some, some of the worst highways in the, in America.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that was that. It was the the 33 and 198 were actually rated as like two of the worst highways in the United States.
0: So maybe concentrate on those
1: first.
3: I, I definitely agree that those are far more important to deal with than the Skyway right
1: now. Right. I would would say especially the 198 is of much greater importance to deal with than the Skyway. Skyway still seems functional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just updated it. Yeah, they did just update it. Like, you know, like if they came to us and said, we're going to do a big dig like Boston did, right? And we're going to put the Skyway underground. I might might be on board with that. Well, it'd be the groundway. The, the ground way. Yeah. yeah. It would be the underground way. Yeah, right. They put it under the water. They oh. call it the seaway. The seaway. 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 Right. The, we uh, don't have
3: the money for that. <laughs> like We don't have the money for that. No,
1: but New York City yeah. does. And that's who we get all of our money from anyways. That's right. <laughs> As was, we don't have the money to do any of the things that we do around here. New York City does, and they pay for all of our stuff, and we hate them. Yes.
3: Yeah. Let's fix. Right. It's,
1: let's fix right, Let's fix this Kajakwita. Let's do things the right way. If we're going to use New York City's money, let's uh, use it the correct way and let's not secede from New York City like Dave DiPietro wants.
3: O-M-G. <laughs>
1: There's still time. There's still time. to uh, Can but...
3: Canada just absorb us? Like,
1: can <laughs> we you just think save? they want us? Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do have the vaccines now, you, so oh, like...
1: That's true, you? That's right, true, Jen. And we have that's their baseball point. team as hostage.
0: Yeah,
3: you give a nice us universal health care. And we will give you some vaccines.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're, we're upping the conditions of getting your baseball
1: team back. Right. And, I mean, it, but they it, do get Jack Eichel still too. Wow. Well, yeah. They can put it to, they can give him to any of their other like eight uh, Canadian hockey teams. Right. They don't count
2: Montreal though. That's not, they don't consider that a Canadian team.
1: Right. No. I mean, <laughs> but like, but like if they want to send him to Winnipeg because he thinks he's too good for Buffalo, fuck him. Go send him to Winnipeg. Send
2: him to Winnipeg. You know who else I'd like to send to Winnipeg, Jim?
1: Who? Stefan Mahilu. Yeah! Oh, speaking of the Skyway, Stefan Mihailu has been all all about it this week on social media oh. about how the Skyway has to stay. Yeah. Now that other people who have an actual say in it have come up with the, I guess maybe we, the Skyway should stay, Stefan's like, I was always there from the beginning. What a brave man.
3: See out there with his like, ruler? Like, you know, measuring.
1: Oh, God. What a...
3: With his red jacket on.
2: Mm-hmm. Red I mean, I, I, listen, is he extremely attractive? Yes. Yeah. Is he a terrible... He's a hot piece. He's a hot piece of ass, and mm-hmm. I can't... I, I don't can't, agree with this. <laughs> Jen, he's just got that animal magnetism. Right. Like, I'd love to see that guy just rip off his shirt. Yeah. I mean, he's my, my God, it's so just dreamy. Right. I mean, he's he's a real American. <laughs> he is a real... Yeah, it's Hulk Hogan's A true status.
3: patriot? Is that what you're...
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that too. Sure. That, yeah. that too. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, he doesn't have, I don't think he really has a, a, a thought in that pretty little head of his because he, uh, man, he just, he is a true conservative. He's a true reactionary mm-hmm. where he'll just, like, whatever is the thing he sees at the, like, that then, like, those was in the news, he's either for it against it if he thinks Mark Poland Cars likes it.
1: Right. It's, so for some reason, he thinks that Poland Cars thinks the uh, Skyway should be torn down. So he's like, well, I think the Skyway sh- is. The pinnacle of human engineering. Yeah. It's it's better than the Petra. It, it should be. It should stay forever. <laughs> I bet he thinks they should build a bigger skyway. Right? Yeah. They, they should build three more skyways, right. each one successively taller, yeah. and that closes quicker. Yeah. Depending on the wind and rain. But Stefan's been in the news for something else recently, Re. Right? Oh, didn't he uh, stick his stick his nose in the sheriff's race? Oh, he did. He decided that while. <laughs> According to Bob McCarthy, uh, Buffalo News scribe, (laughs) Stefan has no horse and has not chosen somebody in the Republican primary between John Garcia and Karen Healy case. He's 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 staying out of it. That said, he is investigating a couple hundred thousand dollars that the county paid to John Garcia's private investigator firm for no reason whatsoever. Other than it just happens to be, well, primary time and he's running against the person that Stefan gave money to. To me, that's like almost like
2: Stefan giving his endorsement to Garcia because pretty much, you know, anything that Stefan does, you're like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite. Mm. So if he's like, oh, I'm going to investigate John Garcia, that would tell me as a Republican voter, all right, yeah, I should vote for him. Yeah. Have you been following this uh, this uh, sheriff's race at all, Jen?
3: I have, sort of.
2: You're a big supporter of Miles Carter, right? Correct. Of Karen Healy Case, I hear. Sean Filano. You're a <laughs> so your friend of Filano. Stephen Filano. Stephen Fly <laughs> That's how much we love him. That's uh, his first
1: name. I, I saw, actually, Karen Healy Case had a mailer that came out today with John Garcia that just called him a never-Trumper, who was a lifelong Democrat, and that he uh, supports the SAFE Act. And that was her mailer. And I just thought it was like, well, that that's amazing. I mean... Garcia's been endorsed by Tim Howard and Pat Gallivan, the last two sheriffs.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I still think he's he's got so much money. This guy uh, Garcia, and you know, oh,
1: I, I think he's the favorite to win that race right now. Yeah, I think that Healy case is grasping at straws. I think Chris Grant, former chief of staff for Chris Collins, longtime friend of Stefan Mahilu, is running the Karen Healy case campaign, and Chris Grant is just. Throwing everything at the wall that can possibly stick. But here's the thing about Chris Grant. For uh, here's a little helpful hint to any potential future Republican candidate who's ever going to run for office. And they're all listening to the show. They, they, they probably are, or at least like one of their lackeys is. Right? Chris Grant only cares about making money off your campaign. It, for him, it is how many checks are you going to write to Big Dog Strategies, which is the name of his consulting company. <laughs> Big Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. financial bros, Woof. big dog it's it's, <laughs> it's all about the amount of money that comes into big dog strategies and he does not give a shit if you win or lose phil housley's wife ran for governor of minnesota and on the republican line and chris grant's big dog strategies ran her campaign and ran that into the ground he's run plenty of campaigns on the ground he has won campaigns yeah, if you run as many as he does, you're bound to win some. Just write those checks to Big Dog Strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll definitely win. Yeah, I mean, he just all he wants is the Big Dog Strategy. Well, money. whatever, fuck him. I don't know. There's going to be some Republican that wins that race. Who
2: I, I, I say, who cares? in that they're they're pretty awful. I I don't think John Garcia's... is that much better than Karen Healy case. I know he likes to brand himself as such, but it's still very funny that Stefan is like jumping in
1: the middle of this. Yeah, it, 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 it is very funny that Stefan's jumping in the middle. I don't think Garcia is better than Kerry Hanley case. Um, I think he's a, he's an opportunist who saw the Republican Line as his opportunity to be sheriff, and he did decide to jump in. The reason why they're calling him a never-Trumper is because he was a registered Democrat in 2016, not even a registered Republican at that point. So he didn't actually have an opportunity to vote for Trump in 2016. Whether he voted for Trump in 2020, it doesn't matter because, of course, Trump lost unless you listen to Trump, at which point it was stolen from him and he's going to be president in August. Um,
3: There's a sign by my husband's parents' house a lawn sign and it says Biden is not my president. And I just want to like tag it late at night and say, yes, he is. Yes, he is. I,
2: listen. And to be fair, I, I felt the same way about, you know, this is going backwards, but like Bush, not my president. It's like, well, he is. I mean, it yes. sucks. Yeah. It, he sucks. Like Donald Trump, he, he is like it, mm. it sucks. So, we just all live in this uh, bizarre world where we're like, uh, not my president, yeah. but he is. You know, that's, that's real I life. have a
3: great solution to the sheriff's race. We could just like abolish police, and then we won't need a sheriff, and like we don't have to do this anymore. But then, who, I don't think that
1: would win you the Republican primary, Joe. Right. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I
3: gotta
1: don't know say, how it will do in the Democratic primary around here because South Buffalo votes heavily. <laughs> but it's
3: surrounded by red. I get it. it, it I get but it,
1: it certainly will not win you the Republican primary. But I'll tell you what. Uh, me? I'm with the... Uh, uh, big cat
2: strategies, and that, you pay me a lot of money. We'll run that campaign. We'll see what <laughs> yeah, happens. You know. You know what I don't get. <laughs>
0: big cat. You know what I don't get is a few years ago, every Republican was a libertarian. Mm-hmm. I I can't believe libertarians are a fan of the police. Right. I, I don't what know gives? I don't know what libertarians believe uh, I know okay. I know half do of them libertarians
3: are libertarians know what they believe?
2: half of them are sovereign citizens yeah. the other half don't believe in driver's license and then the third half are like well who know, is Sergio Rodriguez who is Sergio Rodriguez <laughs> yes so I don't know what the libertarians believe but I I do actually I don't really know I, I we have Tanawanda Coke on the board guys what uh, ooh Tanawanda Coke. I'll, got, I'll plead ignorance on this. It what? got, got blown up
0: this
1: weekend. Yeah. Tanoana
2: coke. Put put some chemicals so. in the air. Put some more chemicals in the air uh, uh,
0: and probably. the ground. Yeah, oh, in the ground and the ground. Well, I mean, the Tanoana coke goes back to the nineteenth century, right? Right. So it goes all the way back. Then it's been polluting. They've been ignoring like you know EPA rules for decades. And 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 uh, you know if, as recently as a few years ago, even if you were on the Hurdle Strip, you'd smell that sulfur smell from Tanawana Coke. It was just polluting the area. Finally, uh, you know environmentalists got their way. The place got shut down.
3: It was actually some citizen scientists that oh, were you, in, there you the, go. in the neighborhood that had had enough, and they took the they took they took it upon themselves to do the work
0: yeah so let that be a lesson to people you can make a difference
3: you can make a difference it was just yeah. regular people who became citizen scientists and
0: mm-hmm.
3: they got that shit shut down
0: got shut down and this weekend got blowed up
3: and yep. now it's gone
0: now it's going to be an amusement park or something i don't know
3: it's going to be a pool club
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually it's yeah. big dog pool club yeah, yeah, big, dog big dog pool club, club. big, big dog strategy club. dog
3: yeah dog pool club Oh, well. You got to bring your white hood. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Mean. That's not optional. You got to wear the hood. <laughs> right. Um,
0: speaking of another company that's uh, a blight on our community, uh, Tesla Ryan. Oh Tesla, yeah, yeah. I guess they're they've been having trouble getting all those jobs they promised for all those tax breaks and uh, no. And I guess you know what <laughs> local. something Elon Musk is involved in is a scam. Hmm. So local journalists have been tr- having trouble get- getting the actual stats from the state on this whole thing or from Tesla. I can't remember which. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Both. Yes, for both. Both. And um, yeah, so. Tesla's a big scam. What can I say?
3: Did anybody watch him on SNL?
0: No, I couldn't bring myself to watch it was him. Bad. He's terrible. It
3: was it was the worst SNL i ever uh, watched. That's, it, yeah.
1: No, uh, the local journalist had to finally get a, do a foil that finally got approved. Yeah. Um, to like get the numbers on jobs, and it, it got delayed, 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 and finally got released this week. And they were like, "Well, they got uh, an extension on their deadline to get the number of jobs because." of covid. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, okay. Which, you know, that's a that's a, a, if you're going to get an excuse, that's a relatively fair excuse.
3: A global pandemic.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> like I don't want I don't want like it's you, not like you're a, an Elon defender. Look at you. I, it's not I like, bet you bought dogecoin. I
3: bet <sighs> you were at SNL. Yeah.
1: I, I, it's, it's a Musk it's, man right there. Right, yeah, it's I I actually wore my uh my dogecoin as a necklace before I, I fought Elon Musk.
3: I parked behind a Tesla. Was it yours? Yeah, it's yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's my it's my Tesla. Uh, uh, Dogecoin. <laughs> that said, there's no way they're going to get the jobs in, in time. Never. They're just, they're, and and they got all
0: that equipment that they wasted our taxpayer yeah, money on I mean, sitting around, right? Right.
1: Still, still I mean, and and around. like they got the extension on an extension. Yeah. Like they're 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 just it's just not happening. No. By the way, I sent my resume in. Please hire me, <laughs> Elon Musk. If you are listening, and we know you are, yeah, Elon, hire Jim.
0: Right, yeah. Hey,
1: you, the
2: the the quickest way for us to sing your praises, get one of us a job. We're, right, yeah. Buy what? us off. Right, buy us off. I yeah. I bet we you are won't. for sale. We are for sale. Yeah. I am not, Jen. I admire. I am not. I admire your principles. I have them,
1: and uh, you know. Uh, Best offer.
3: You do you read. You you. <laughs> right.
1: right. I mean, we don't have to have Jen back ever again. Right. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you can protest easy. against do us you one know day. How
3: many white supremacists uh, like would love for that to, you know,
0: <laughs>
3: to really happen
0: <laughs> N- next week. The square podcast sponsored by Tesla.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> you should have Nancy Orticelli on next.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, sure. Nancy pay up. Um, Guys, you know, stuff is opening up. Tesla's not hiring, but people are going places. They're doing things. Like us, we went to see the old ball game.
0: We went to the ball game, baby.
2: Went to see the Blue Jays. We
0: were in the unvaccinated section, and boy, let me tell you, it was so good to be by. All my fellow Buffalonians cheering on the Blue Jays. You just home said the team. unvaccinated yeah, section, you
1: yucks. about that. Did I?
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, we well, were, wait listen, a minute. Should nah, I have a mask
3: wait, on right now? That's,
1: uh-huh. we, we were vaccinated. We sat in the unvaccinated section just to fuck with them. All the
2: elbow room you could want. Right, you yeah. just go, ah. I'm sorry. You can man spread all you want and if there's I mean, anything that we like here is man spreading. We we spread?
3: I do not. No.
2: You don't. But no. we we got to just No, we were in the vaccinated section yeah. and it was awesome. It was like people were cheering. It was like being at a real live sports event
1: again. It was great. Right. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit a triple huh. and everybody stood up and was cheering and went nuts. It Nature ruled.
3: is healing. Nature's it healing.
1: And, and, and it was amazing to watch that fat guy run around three bases, like 270 feet at one time. He's fast. He's pretty fast for a fat, fat guy. Yeah. Don't yeah. fat shame.
3: Don't fat shame.
1: Look, <laughs> Vlegro has, like, he, he's younger than I am. Yeah. But he's on, he's on pace. Like, he's on the, 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 the exponential curve to end up with my physique. I'm I'm of the opinion that all spl- or all,
2: all athletes are, are older than me still. That's what I thought when I was a kid. I watched uh, them on TV and I was like oh. those guys on the TV, they're all older than me. Just wait
0: a few years. What?
2: Oh no, it's it's happening. I think there's like yeah. very few actual professional athletes who are like
1: yeah. right. just if My you age. if you were an actual if you if you were a hockey fan, this would have happened to you years ago. Yeah. Because Ooh. hockey starts their players at, like, embryo. Just wait until, like...
3: <laughs> in the in the womb.
1: Right, yes. right, right, yes. right. That's that's why Alabama is so protective of them. Yeah, yes. Just
0: wait until Tom Brady and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers are tired. Then you'll feel it. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, no, we enjoyed the old ball game. And then, uh, guys, New York is, like, almost there to, like,
0: fully, fully reopen. We're a few days from all restrictions being removed, according to the governor. Yep. We're, what, nearly at 70% yeah.
2: of... New York State uh, residents, tw-
1: uh, I guess so. Uh, uh, people twelve plus seventy percent. It's not all residents because there's a lot of people under twelve, True. who aren't eligible for vaccines. But, uh, but I guess f-
0: five plus is coming soon, right? Or into Moderna.
1: Um, but and
3: we have a lot of anti-masker, anti vaxxers we, we do here sure do. locally. We,
1: we do, especially do. locally. But New York's almost at seventy percent of the twelve plus, which is which is big. Uh, I was down in the in the southern tier this past weekend. And uh, at the grocery store there, they had, you know, if you've been vaccinated, you don't, you don't have to wear a mask.
3: How are you feeling about that? Cause I just like, <laughs> I don't weird. trust anybody. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm X-Files, like trust no one. <laughs> well, if it, you are not vaccinated. I don't know for sure. <laughs> Put
1: what, your what, mask on in the store. What, here's, here's, here's how I, I dealt with uh, I I wear my mask cause I'm vaccinated and I go, well, it, it, if I, if I'm going to die of COVID, I would have died already. But when I was in Allegheny County today, or this past weekend, most of the people there were wearing masks.
3: Surprise, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh, Well, is it awesome? Because it says to me that they're not vaccinated. Mm.
3: But I'm vaccinated Mm. and I wear a mask every time I'm inside a store. Because honestly, this last year, I did not get any... Your infections, like I wasn't sick. It's a great practical I want to keep it that way.
0: Practically, it is. It's I'm, a great practical matter. Honestly. I'm over wearing a mask. I'm vaccinated. The science is out. I'm, I'm good.
2: I don't judge, honestly, I, going forward, I wouldn't judge anybody for wearing a mask, right. like not wearing a mask. Yeah,
0: don't, no judgment.
2: I, I That's where I'm at. Because you know what? We have the CDC guidelines. You can do right. stuff, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. The government and science says we can do this. Okay, I'm down with it. And then, like you said, Jen, you know,
1: you don't get sick if you wear a mask, or you're less likely to get sick. Yep. So you do you. Like that's right. Yeah. I mean, I saw something like like the number of people who got sick from the flu this past year was like one quarter of what normally dies. Way down. So masks have an impact on health. So if you want to wear a mask, I'm fine with that i don't want to wear a mask i mean i'm a smoker i clearly don't care about my health (laughs) (laughs) right like clearly self-preservation is not high on my list i don't want to wear a mask so i'm not going to wear a mask because they say i don't have to wear a mask anymore i get my flu vaccine i get my flu shot every year that's as close as i get to like washing my hands (laughs)
0: <laughs>
3: See, for me, my problem is my children are unable to get vaccinated because they're under twelve. Right,
0: right. So
3: I still cannot go into stores with my children. My daughter has asthma, and I don't want her to get COVID. Right. I I'm really thankful that I was able to avoid that when I got COVID. Like I caught the signs and immediately went into lockdown on my own, like in my own bedroom. Uh, as a mother surviving a pandemic. You'd think that, like, that would be a dream come true, being isolated for two weeks. But it was actually really lonely and terrible. Sure. But um, anyways, I, I don't feel safe bringing my children into stores because I don't know for sure if, you know, Joe Schmo is vaccinated and not wearing a mask. Or if he's just, like, right. an anti-masker, anti-vaxxer who's right. just sure. refusing.
0: There are a ton of fakers right now. Absolutely. For sure. sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. I, I mean, yeah. I, I. I. expect like one every five people I see without a mask on. I was like, you're not vaccinated.
3: It's. I. If you want to get COVID, <laughs> go right ahead. But like, you're gonna give it to my kids. You know, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. Selfish. Yep. For no, sure. Anyways.
2: For sure. Agreed. Well, Jen, thank you for uh, doing the news of the week with us here. Us, us man spreaders in
0: these in this hot <laughs> in this hot yeah, pit, yeah, the snake little, pit the snake what, pit man do we, do we need a little break it's we, do we, we need, can take a little break before, why don't we take a little yeah, break, and, take a break and then we'll, we'll talk we'll go on to talk about abortion rights how's that
1: yes. Yes. yes hell yes we'll yeah. take a we're gonna take a quick break um for after these commercial messages <laughs> from Tesla always seen on my told a story about so
0: all the
2: and all the and we're back with Jen Page to talk um, in, in our interview section portion of the show today uh, about abortion rights and I normally I, I think I um, feel pretty confident feel pretty comfortable talking about most uh, things and not that I don't feel confident or comfortable but I feel a lot more comfortable letting Uh, a woman (laughs) Uh, take the reins on this. And I, I hope that didn't come out stupid or whatever. I just want to say that I'm a big, dumb guy and I, this isn't my domain. This is not my area of expertise. I could talk to you about Notre Dame football. I could talk to you about uh, Buffalo politics at length, but we have somebody actually doing the work has done. The work has been out there really fighting for women's rights and for abortion rights Um, so Jen, thanks for goofing around with us and talking about the news of the week, but, um, you know, we're, we're really kind of diving in here. So if you wouldn't mind, Jen, um, for the listeners, just kind of give a brief description of your, of your background, um, you know, for abortion rights advocacy and, um, fighting for women's rights.
3: Well, thanks for having me. I'd like to preface the fact that abortion is a human rights issue. It's not just a woman's right issue. And that trans men have abortions and non-binary people have abortions. So this is really, I like to be inclusive when I talk about abortion because it really is for everyone. And I'm really happy to be sitting here with three big dumb guys or whatever you just said. Extremely
0: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because...
3: Right. We need everybody talking about this. This is why the anti-choicers have gotten where they are today, because 78% of Americans support abortion access, but it's that minute, small minority who are so calculated and have been plotting and planning to get to where they are today to the point where the Supreme Court is stacked with anti-choicers, and they're about to overthrow Roe. But uh, as for me, I had an abortion when I was 15, and it wasn't handled well in my family. The stigma surrounding my abortion was really awful. I mean, it was probably the most isolating time in my life. Like, the whole thing was, I don't believe in abortion, but you have to have one. Like, it was weird. It was fucking weird. And then, like, we never talked about it again. So...
0: So you didn't really have a support system during that time. It's like I did,
3: but I didn't. Like they took me, like my mom and my sister. They told me, you know, you're going to tell your boyfriend that you miscarried. You're not telling him you had an abortion. You're going to tell your your best friends that you got your period. It's done. So I went the night before my abortion. I went to my volleyball game, pretended everything was fine. And that that, that must have been hard. It was awful. Like I know that they were trying to be supportive. They were trying to protect me. But it did the opposite because it put so much shame and stigma on me that I thought I was a baby killer. I thought I was a murderer. I thought I was being so selfish, you know. But in fact, I was making a healthcare decision for me that it's the reason why I'm sitting here talking to you guys today. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here. I would probably still be in Ransomville, you know, with a trillion children. And instead, I mean... That was healthcare. That wasn't anything to be shameful about. And honestly, we need comprehensive sex education K through twelve. Had I had the tools that I should have had, I would have been making more informed decisions. You know, like I I, I truly was an after school special. Uh, I can't get pregnant. It won't happen to me. Didn't use any condoms. I found out I was pregnant after the high school football game. <laughs> Like how cliche is that? Right. That's cliche. It's cliche as fuck. But, uh, it's always been important to me. Reproductive justice has always been important to me. And I came across an organization called shout your abortion. Uh, Amelia Bono created it, co founded it. And hearing other people shout their abortions, I was like, I can do this too. And I'm going to. And the first time I shouted my abortion was in 2018, Alabama had created a very, very anti-choice bill. It was like one of those awful fetal heartbeat beat bills. And I immediately sprang to action. This was one of the, I think it was the very, maybe the very first protest I organized. We went out and stood in solidarity with Alabama. And I told my abortion story for the first time. I got all choked up and it was like this emotional, you know, and it shouldn't be. Because one in four people will have an abortion in their lifetime. One in four people. Mm-hmm. That's it's pretty, like, that's common. Mm-hmm. So um, I think more people need to shout their abortions. And more cis men need to be talking about abortion and how abortion has saved them. Because uh, abortion has saved cis men from situations that maybe they didn't want to be a part of.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I... I could say personally for myself, um, I've been a party, I guess, part of two abortions. Mm-hmm. Save me. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, at neither time was I ready for, for that. And, you know, it wasn't my decision, um, but it saved me. Right. So, I mean, they're like, yeah, you know, I agree, you know.
3: You were thankful that, that that healthcare was available when it was I was needed. thankful
1: I was thankful that I, I was thankful that I lived in the state that I live in. Correct. That that that's, that New York state values that kind of health care decision and allowing that kind of access to individuals who need it and who want it.
2: You know, it's kind of fascinating that we're talking about this like clearly obviously abortion has saved the lives of countless of people right? But to put, to frame it like abortion has saved plenty of men's lives too. Um, it just, I I think about how some of the discussions around masculinity or toxic masculinity or whatever, however you want to portray it. Um, but part of it with this particular issue, it just seems to be like by design to keep men from, I'm trying to thread this delicately here because this is about women's bodies and yet men it we are involved in this so it's like how can you be somebody who is involved and be empathetic and care and support and understand that this has an effect on your livelihood while at the same time say this is a woman's bodily autonomy don't be a republican senator don't be a republican senator i think i've ruled that out already um so i think instead of like trying to put do the you know put in the work and, and be empathetic i think a lot of Like, I'll speak for our gender, gentlemen, our cisgender. Uh, Just tune out because it's too hard.
1: Right. Because we we don't know what to do other than, like, maybe make donations to Planned Parenthood. Yeah.
3: You need to be vocal. Like, having this conversation right now, huge step forward. Talking about it. Talking about how abortion saved you twice. Like... Yes, I understand that it is the person with the uterus's overall decision, but I think that these conversations need to happen beforehand, before you sleep with that person. Like, I, you know, it just needs to be a conversation. Like, hey, we're about to fuck around. Like, what are your views on, like, having a child right now? Or what are your views on abortion? Because these are mine. And with my abortion... Because of the shame and stigma, I told myself that was my get out of jail free card. I only get one, you know, I get one, get out of fr- jail free card. I'm never having another abortion again. And when I got pregnant at 27 or I was 26 with my first, I was like, we're having this baby. And I had told my, my spouse when we first started dating and I will, I remember it vividly. We were on the S curves of the, you know, Delaware. Mm-hmm. I said, just so you know, I've used my get out of jail free card. I'm not using it again. And this was like two years before we got pregnant. Like I told him, I'm never having an abortion again. And now a mother of three, 37 years old. If I got pregnant today, I'd be aborting that shit tomorrow. Like I'm not having any more children. Mm -hmm. That was such a silly, stigmatized, bullshitty like thing put on me. Because you can have as many abortions as you want. It doesn't affect you. It won't give you cancer. It's not going to make you infertile. Like... You're in charge of you.
1: It's, you do. You. It sucks.
3: It, it it does suck.
1: It sucks. Like it, from the my experience as being like a let's say caregiver for somebody who's gone through an abortion. It it didn't suck for me. Like I was fine.
3: Mm-hmm. For
1: them, like it was hard, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. It's not like it's an easy thing to do. Nobody's like which is what which is what the anti-choice people want you they pretend like it's like buying a lottery ticket like buying a scratch off well Is they, they, they do, do this
2: two-step right where it's both yeah it's like buying a scratch off but also you're scarred for life they they hit they try to at least from what i've seen of, of these people and i and i have actually had plenty of exposure um to this anti-choice stuff, but they try to hit you with that two-step where it's like, yeah, anybody could do it super easy. Look at these people just going and getting abortions left and right, but also it'll cycle.
1: It'll damage you for the rest of your life. Um, I don't what, know. Is, was that something that you saw at, at like Notre Dame? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I, I was like, I mean, like it, I did. It, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. Like Re and I both went to Catholic universities and, you know, at, at Bonaventure, because Ree wants me to bring it up, <laughs> uh, there was a SBU for Life group, and I, I got in trouble because I was class president at the time, and I submitted a charter for a new organization called SBU for Death. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, was like, I was like, we're not pro-death, we're just not the pro-life group. Yeah, I'll leave it.
2: I'll leave it at this for my personal history in, in Notre Dame. I, I will say that a person like Amy Coney Barry, Amy Coney Barrett,
3: Coat Hanger Barrett, I like to call her. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> they have to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, I'll leave it at that, um, that there is certainly a deeply rooted
1: <laughs> wasn't wasn't your boy John Roberts your your commencement speaker?
2: Uh, no, John Roberts wasn't. Oh. Um I, I had uh Brian Williams from NBC. Oh. I, I met John Roberts once, but uh, that's that's neither here or there frankly. Humble brag. Humble Just break.
3: so humble and
2: No, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> it's
3: braggy.
0: Was that at the Buffalo Club? Or- no. Uh, no. It was at
3: the Tapo Dave? <laughs> at the ta- yeah, full club.
2: You have to dress like a Supreme Court judge. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. the
1: the dress code. is. right, <laughs> right. That's right, fine. right, really, right, right, right. But no, Rehnquist so hoods no, are <laughs> optional. Hoods are hoods are <laughs> definitely
2: optional, um, but yeah, no, and and thank you, Jen, for for sharing your personal um, experience with us and and your your history as an advocate. Um, I mean, it's it can't be easy, right? Like to, to be like a public facing person and to literally like shout your abortion. And I don't mean like putting your personal narrative out there. Cause I, I would have to imagine that it's empowering for a lot of people, but for the, uh, the haters and losers of the world, you know, the, the people who are like virulently anti-abortion anti-choice. I mean, we don't have to look too far in our country's history or in our city's history to understand how violent and how, you know, deleterious those people can be on your life. I, I know you you've had some some personal experience with like, pro anti choice protesters.
3: I have. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to mention, you know, in Buffalo, New York, Dr. Barnett Slapian was brutally murdered in his kitchen on October twenty third, nineteen ninety eight, by an anti choice extremist, and that sticks with me every single day because you say you're pro life but you're going to murder somebody you're not pro life you are pro control and this just goes down to control and racism honestly uh an amazing podcast you should listen to if you want to listen to the history of abortion in America is ordinary equality they cover The whole history of abortion in America, this, this whole anti or the, I'm going to use air quotes, pro-life movement was started, you know, in, in the sixties. Like this is when racism was frowned upon during the civil rights movement, they moved on to abortion because that is where you can control people. You know, you, you make abortion bans. Those are racist that, that plain Mm -hmm. and simple, but Back to anti-choice extremists. Uh, personally, last summer, I was on Facebook and I was on a Facebook a support group, uh, abortion support network, and I had commented something, you know, supportive about abortion and some loser commented, how would you like your death to be? And I just like clicked on his page and saw that he was single. And I go, oh, no wonder you're single. Like just being flip. I'm, I'm flip. He said, "Buffalo, New York, huh? You're not too far from me. I'll make your your death especially famous. I'll I'll murder you on Facebook live." And so I looked on his page and he lived in Ohio and there were a slew of Facebook lives of him just staring and breathing and talking about QAnon bullshit, save the kids. And you know, he's, he likes to feast and hunt. And it was scary. Like it was the first time I actually got spooked by a death threat. I've had death threats. I'm just like, all right, troll, go back to your mom's basement. How's the Wi-Fi? Like, I'm, you know, this guy, that was a credible, it was a credible death threat. And when I read the other threats that he said to people on that page, it was really scary. Like he talked about putting somebody's head in a vice and squeezing it till their brains came out. Like. Content warning. It was really graphic. So I tried contacting the police in Ohio. He was from London, Ohio. They didn't really care. They passed the buck to Buffalo. And um, somebody had suggested calling the FBI. I had never called the FBI before. So I did. They took it very seriously. They took my statement. Somebody, uh, an agent from Ohio, was going to come to Buffalo. Something happened and he didn't. But uh, they arrested him. And on 10 counts, and he just last week pled guilty to four counts. And uh, he has a maximum of possibly 20 years coming his way.
1: I mean, I, I th- I th- that's good, obviously, right? Like, I, I am I am, I am no proponent of the criminal justice system that we have in this country. Um, but somebody who has those type of deep-seated issues... Um, I I wish that I I wish I could say that I thought that our criminal justice system would would serve him in twenty years to help him get over those issues. I I mean I guess my fear is that in twenty years he'll come out and he'll be worse than he was.
3: Sideshow Bob and I'm Bart Simpson. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean not not that he'll necessarily focus on yeah. you, right? Right. But that he might just come out worse than he was.
2: Well, and also to you know it's so funny to me that a, a lot of these people. Uh, in these right-wing circles uh, you know want to talk about the existential threat that antifa poses to the stability of our society and the this terroristic threat that's coming from anti-fascist movements where it's like everybody who has this concern like oh antifa antifa right. like the most credible terroristic threats we've seen in this country have come have been from right wing extremists, yep. right wing religious extremists. Yep. And here in Western New York, we saw it firsthand where uh, uh, like a healthcare provider was murdered in his own home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that thing where we don't talk enough about this. I uh, People are, people do talk about it. Jen's here talking about it and hasn't stopped talking about it, but I think it's gotten lost in our cultural lore, how important that moment was in America, like that, got huge national attention. The death of Barnett Slepian, um, Buffalo was all over the national news, and rightly so. And I think that the abortions, the abortion rights movement, is deeply embedded in our DNA, and the fight is a, a major part of who we are as a city and as a region. And I think if we forget about that, then we're really one discrediting the legacy of Barnett Slepian, and two discrediting the women of this region, this area who live here and have fought their asses off for those rights.
3: I fought for years to get the reproductive Health Care act passed in New York state. Do you know, not until until 2019 having an abortion was in the criminal code and not the health code. Like it was, it was, it was in the criminal code abortion, a health care, a health procedure. Like what the fuck? 2019 it was removed from the criminal code
0: wow
3: we also passed in the rha that you can have an abortion whenever you need it whenever it's medically necessary it was stopped i think at 24 weeks i i mean there are so many states right now where if you need an abortion and later on in your pregnancy you can't have it like you can't have it and people were fly if you have the means you could get to a state where you can have an abortion. Now, nobody is deciding at 37 weeks like Right. I changed my mind.
1: Right. I don't want to do no. this. There's no. a good reason to do. Nobody it. nobody is deciding at 24 weeks. No. I changed my mind. I don't want to Wh- do this. Whoops. No. no. And even
3: like yeah. but like it is your choice. Even if you wanted to do that, that's right. your fucking choice. That is your body. No one has a right to tell you what to do with your body because you know what's best for yourself and you know the choices that you need to make in your life. Right.
1: One of the analogies I saw recently uh, regarding the, the rights to somebody's body would be like, say if there was a child who, who had a rare disease and they needed a bone marrow transfer and you were the only perfect match. You can say no because you have a right over your own body, but we don't extend that to abortion. We extend it so far outside of abortion that if your organs are a perfect match for somebody, if you didn't before you died say, I want to be an organ donor, your organs get burned or buried or whatever. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: We don't say, well, you gave up that right once you died. We don't take, we don't harvest organs, but we don't extend that right to, as you said, uh, to to women or trans men or a gender individuals. We we don't extend that right to them over their own body. And why is that? Well, because we want control. Control. Right? It's 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 all about white men wanting control.
3: Hundred percent.
1: So,
2: you know, to bring us to sort of the current moment, guys, I, I think it goes without saying, but. I mean, we'll say it like abortion rights are have constantly been under attack. But I think right now, nationally, they're facing some of the most credible threats um, that they have seen in in quite some time, certainly with the Supreme Court being made up of what it is that there's also uh, a huge case coming down the pipe that could very well. And, um abortion rights as we know it, at least on the national level. But to to winnow that down a little bit more here in our region. So, you know, we do have abortion providers here, Jen, in Western New York, and, and we do have some great ones, Planned Parenthood, uh, the Birthing Center, um, I know just do great work. But can you talk a little bit about um, some other, quote unquote, service providers that have been popping up as of late who are kind of undermining abortion rights or
3: so unfortunately we have a lot of crisis pregnancy centers they've changed their names to like pregnancy resource centers they change their names because they know that they're a forgery and they're full of shit uh in the united states no we'll we'll stick it we'll keep it local new york state there are over I think 2,000 crisis pregnancy centers. There is a website or an Instagram page called Pro ProTruth. Uh, they have a map that shows all of the crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, that's where all these like warning signs. I know you can't see it. But uh, the, the little blue circles are actual abortion providers. There's There aren't many. I think there's about 2,000 crisis pregnancy centers uh, across New York State. And there's only, there's under, around 1,000 abortion providers. Now, you find out you're pregnant, you're freaking out, you don't know what to do, you do a Google search, you find right down the street on Elmwood Avenue, I think it's now closed, it was called Northtown Pregnancy Center. Get a free pregnancy test, get a free ultrasound, get a free STD test. You see free, 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 and you're like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check them out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weigh out my options you don't know that this is an anti-choice organization that is going to sway you out of getting an abortion by telling you misinformation about abortion. They're going to tell you that abortion causes cancer. Abortion will make you infertile. Um, you know, they they will graphically discuss what the abortion is like to scare you out of making a healthcare decision. Well,
1: it, it It's kind of you to say misinformation and saying just lying.
3: Yes. Yeah, they're straight up lying. And here's the loophole. So, they are not HIPAA compliant. There's a there's there a big loophole here. Sure. So they are not HIPAA compliant. That Northtown Pregnancy Center was recently bought out by a organization called Compass Care. They're out of Rochester. Uh, they have one on Eggert Road now. They bought Northtown pre- uh, Pregnancy Center, and they want to eliminate the need for abortion. But eliminating the need for abortion shouldn't be Lying to people wanting to make healthcare decisions and lying to people claiming you're a healthcare center when you're not. You're not. You know, that Northtown Crisis Pregnancy Center, they would say, like, on their Facebook page, it would be like, the most lovely couple came in today. They have a very hard decision to make. And then it would be comments of people being like, praying for them, praying for them, praying for them. Like, that's fucking weird, yeah, that's you know? Right. Your religious well, values, right?
1: And, and look, you're not going to eliminate the need for abortions. You're not. If we had, that's like saying you're going to try to eliminate the need for haircuts. Like it's just a a part of human life, right? If we had perfect, and I mean perfect, uh, sexual education in this country, which we are so so far from. But if we had perfect sexual education in this country, and every new everything they were getting into, and they and every Partner discussed everything with everybody before they got involved with something, and everybody did everything they wanted to do because they wanted to take the risks that they wanted to take or the ones they didn't want to take. There would still be a need for abortions. Craps. So, to say you want to eliminate the need for abortions is to say you want to eliminate abortions. That's what you're saying when you say that. As far as when I hear that, maybe I'm wrong. I could be. I'm a dumb guy. I'm a, uh, just, I'm, I'm pretty fat. But see, and these people of, are uneducated. They're my...
3: uneducated because they don't—they don't understand that, you know. Like, my mother had a late-term abortion. She had an ectopic pregnancy. It would have killed her. Yeah, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. And she feels. T- she has told me I can talk about this. So, like, not specifically tonight, but we have talked about this right. before. The shame that woman feels today, for almost fifty years later. She feels like she murdered that baby, but that, that healthcare saved her life and prevented my father from being a widow with two very small children. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom went on to have three more kids. She needed that. She needed that abortion. She would have died. And I, I don't know if these people just don't care about situations like that. Like abortion is necessary.
1: I'm sure it's never even occurred to them. They don't care right I, I yeah I, I if it has occurred to them they don't care and if you bring it up to them they don't care
3: they will always have access to abortion and I also fight for them too I do because they need abortion access too. I want them to have it I want everyone to have abortion access they
1: well I, I I would say that that abortion access advocates activists like yourself that they're to me they're very much like the ACLU mm-hmm. where like They will argue on behalf of the people that they hate,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? Yeah, I fight for them too. You fight for them too because, like, that individual person, that, that hateful, spiteful monster who's going to be out front of the birthing center, they may never need those services.
3: But their kid might. But
1: their kid might. Their nephew might. Their niece might. Their... Somebody that they care about, somebody that they know might need those services.
3: Every single one of us loves somebody who has had an abortion. Every single one of us. You might not know it. You probably don't know it, you know?
0: Regarding Compass, I don't um, love anybody.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Unless you don't love anybody.
0: regarding compass and organizations like that, who, who is it funding this? Is it, is it religious organizations or right wing organizations? Both. both.
3: So compass care, they just had a, a a pro-life air quotes again, serve women, save lives walk in April. And it was between Buffalo and Rochester. They had a simultaneous walk together at the same time. Uh, All of the churches in Western New York and Rochester, fundraised, they raised half a million dollars for anti-choice bullshit. Half a million dollars.
1: Wow. This wow. is why they should be taxed. Fuck yeah, them. Yeah. Fuck they them. don't pay taxes. Tax them, tax them like crazy. They Fuck them. They're a bunch of monsters and they all should be paying taxes. Tax them. Close yeah. yeah. your legs, Regis, that's what they said. just rolled his eyes because he saw how upset I was No, about no, this. No, I, no, no.
2: I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just um, I, I couldn't you know, it's hard to fathom that like they were just able to raise that much money. Half
1: they are able to raise that, that much money dollars. all the time. When I was executive director of a it's non, non- of When money. I was executive director of a nonprofit for that served homeless families, right? I was told under uh, two things: if I allowed them to proselytize and I wouldn't serve same-sex families. My nonprofit that had an annual budget of like $140,000, they could raise me $500,000 a year. And I told them to go get fucked.
3: See, all I'm hearing is a lot of hate. A lot of hate. No empathy and a lot of hate and yep. a whole lot of control.
2: Well, yep. And and you know what? Honestly, for the listener, because there are going to be people who listen to the show, I would like to think that anybody who listens to the show is with it, is cool, is an advocate for for health rights, for women's health rights. And, and, you know, anybody who needs an abortion, their health rights, but let's just say you're a cynical prick and you're like, Hey, doesn't really mean anything to me. Don't care. Whatever. Let me appeal to your, to your base nature, shall we? Okay. We have organizations like this, um, who like to build themselves as planned parent Mm alternatives. I know that because I looked at their website, they have like a whole little animated cartoon about why planned parenthood is you know, it's like, uh, it, it, what do they call it? Like a vending machine type mm-hmm. of healthcare where it's not real healthcare. Cause you just go in and pick and choose what you want. Um, and it's just like, okay, I see what your grift is. But again, for the listener who's just like, what the fuck? It doesn't matter to me. I think you living in a society where you have these sham healthcare providers being out there and undermining the public trust and, not providing proper healthcare advice and leading people astray with, like you said, Jen, like they have signs free, free, uh, free test, free STD test, free, you know, pregnancy test. And then you go in there and it's like, might as well be for a fucking timeshare or for Scientology. Like, it's right. just like it, they're selling you a bill of goods. And then you have people who are out there in the world, whether they listen to them and you know, their lives are, are irre- irre- ugh, irrevocably changed because they didn't get the healthcare they needed, or they just say, you know what? Doctors are scams. This is all a scam. I'm not, I don't trust the healthcare system anymore. And like, how many people who otherwise could have gotten that healthcare they needed to live the kind of lives that they should have are now just in society and you have to deal with them? You, you, the listener, me, you, like, we have to live in this society you don't live in a bubble you live around people who every day their life and their health care have been directly impacted by having the lack of access and having to deal with these kind of bullshit sham healthcare care places so you've got to walk around every day interacting with people who have to deal with that and quite frankly even on my most cynical base level, I don't want to live in a society like that. I don't want to be around people who have had their healthcare denied. So if you're just the most selfish prick and you're just like, I want my life to be easier. Your life is easier when people have access to healthcare and when women have access to healthcare.
3: You want to talk about sham healthcare. How about Catholic health? Those are two words that shouldn't be put together. Catholic health. I go to midwives for my OBGYN care. I I love them. They I feel like an actual human being and not a number when I go in. My midwives couldn't keep their own business afloat anymore, so they got absorbed into Catholic Health. Didn't want to go to Catholic Health, but I love my Elaine Clutterbuck. She's like I fucking love her so much. I could not get an IUD put in at my midwife, my midwife's office because Catholic Health doesn't allow it. Why is Catholic health determining what kind of birth control I get? Like, they don't want abortion. They don't want you having birth control. So what am I supposed to do? Just, like, close my legs and shut the fuck up? Yeah. That's right. not realistic. That's not no, realistic.
1: No, you're supposed to have 13 kids yeah. and name all of them Thomas and call them all Fitzy.
3: <laughs> you know where I went? I went to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And they gave me an IUD.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Well... Jen, I, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, and speaking for the rest of the guys, uh, thank you so much for being on the show and having, uh, you know, I know we got a little bit a bit riled up here, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we should get fucking more fired
1: up about this. We have to. Absolutely. If you're not
0: fired up, get fucking
1: fired and, up. And I don't mean, like, just now when Jen's on the show. Like, yep. it's, it, it's up to, like, re Ryan, myself, any... Cis male listening to the show right now. It's up to you to get fired up about this all the fucking time and to be more vocal about it.
3: Talk to like, your friends about abortion because you'll be surprised how many people like I had no idea that you.
1: Right. Had- I, I, I don't I don't share it because a lot of times I don't view it as my thing to share. But, it but is. I, can, I can share it without without spoiling who it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. But it also saved you.
1: It, but it, yeah, it saved me twice. Twice. Two times, which is more than I can say a, a, about Joe Biden.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went there. You went right there. You took it there. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, uh, right. well, we'll save. Cancel the, my student debt. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll save the Joe
2: Biden discussion for another episode. Yeah, another but episode. but Jen, thanks for joining us. Hey, listen, where do we do you have anything any any causes or any anything you want to promote or get out there uh, for the good listeners of the Square Podcast?
3: I would just say that you need to pay attention to the Supreme Court case that's coming up in September, and if Roe gets overturned in June, like they they will they will announce it next June, we're gonna burn this fucking country down because if abortion isn't accessible, we're gonna burn it fucking down. Yeah.
2: Are th- Are there any good uh, local resources that you could recommend, or anybody off the top? I don't mean to put you on the spot. But. That's okay.
3: I mean, nationally, I I just love shout your abortion. They. Are incredible. They're doing incredible work. Uh, you can fo- shameless plug. You can follow me on Instagram, Queen City Feminist. I I am very much involved in the reproductive justice, you know, s- area, and locally, I am fighting for abortion access. So
2: you're also on TikTok, aren't you? I'm just yeah.
3: like I might need an antibiotic because <laughs> I've gone... Sort of viral, <laughs> <laughs> just like a little viral, uh with some pro pro abortion content. Yes, you you are showing us boomers
2: the the
1: TikTok, uh, right, <laughs> right? Right, right. Uh, I, was, I fumbled I would... my phone. I didn't know how to work TikTok's it. TikTok's
3: for everybody, just like right, abortion. Right,
1: I, was, right. I was like, I was like, what is this video that only lasts a couple of seconds? Yeah, hey, hey, hey!
3: I actually just got like an exclusive. I can post up to three minutes on TikTok now. Wow.
1: That's oh, that's, that's, okay. that's, yeah. that's, so you, that's you, you leveled up? I did. Right, I leveled up. Oh. I was was like, because I was like, it's at like first, a Pokemon evolution. At, yeah, at right, first, yeah. I was like, "What is this GIF?" So you can yeah. do like
3: fifteen seconds or sixty seconds, but now because I have so many likes and followers, I can do three minutes. Wow,
2: wow, wow! Well, you're and gonna have so, you're gonna have some more soon, uh, the listeners, <laughs> right? the t- The TikTok using yeah. listeners of this podcast. Follow Jen Queen City Queen City Feminist on Queen TikTok. City Feminist. Yeah, we'll post yeah. it in the description and. And, yeah. and on Instagram. And
0: you're on Twitter.
3: And I'm on the Twitter, Yeah, on the Twitter, Twitter okay. at
0: Queen City Feminist as well. And, and as far as like financial support, Planned Parenthood. I could-
3: would say you got to support your indie clinics. Indie clinics? Okay. You know, Planned Parenthood, they, they get it. They okay. get their okay. resources, they get their funds. Uh, you know, Buffalo Women's Services, like you want to support the indie clinics. Those okay. are the ones that need it. Yeah. And I know that we're protected in New York State because we have the RHA and all that. Really, Texas desperate need of abortion services. Uh, Yellow Fund in Alabama, another great clinic to like support. They just bought their own clinic and uh, New York abortion access fund. That's a, that's a local one. Yeah. They, they help. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean like, you know, listeners, uh, we've got some expats who listen. Um, look, look for your local organization that, that you can support um, whether you're in Boston or Portland, Maine or
3: the National Network of Abortion Access, like NIAF, New York Abortion Access Front, is our local, but there is a national network for abortion mm-hmm. funds, and they will help you get an abortion when when, and where you need it.
1: So whether you need one or not, support your local uh, providers.
2: All right, guys. Well, I think that's a wrap. Jen, thanks again. Thanks for having Thank me. You. And uh, yeah, stay cool, everybody. We'll
1: get angry again next time.
3: One Abortion is for everyone. See Bye-bye. I've on my electron beam told a story
1: about human rights. So all the king's forces and all the king's men had a riot for two days and
2: nights. Well, the city exploded, but the gates wouldn't open, so the company asked him to quit. Now everybody's
0: equal. Just don't measure it.